Welcome to Flip Your Lid with Kim Honeycutt. Kim is a psychotherapist and executive director of ICU Talks, a mental health speaking ministry. This is a podcast about how to flip your lid and learning how to reconnect to who you really are. Well, hey, Flip Your Lid audience. It's been a little while since I have done this. I appreciate y'all tolerating my six-month break. It's what marriage does to you. Priorities change. And I would not want to re-engage with all of you, with anyone else, than besides Ana del Castillo. She and I have been friends for, I don't know, maybe we were five years old. Okay, whatever. By the way, I have a snagglepuss laugh right now because I have allergies. So <laughs> right. if you hear me like doing a snagglepuss laugh, it's because- We like it. I like that. Yeah, that's what's going on. Yeah. So Otto and I go way back. We met in the rooms of a type of therapy called PEER. It's a community that allows people to actually release their emotions instead of recycling them, where people are allowed to identify emotions yeah. and past experience and release them in a very creative way. Yeah, and yeah. so- Back then, we're talking like 15 years? Yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. was new. That was not yeah. nearly as, and thank yeah. God it's more understood now. So, but she is with us. She has a huge following on Instagram and TikTok and all the things. And she's constantly out there just putting out information to people for free. And so she gets to do that today for the Flip Your Lid audience. Hello. So thank you. Thank you for having me on here and for reconnecting. I love seeing yeah. Yeah, talk. I love seeing you. It's all good. So I'm going to ask you the first question, which everyone knows is coming. So here we go. So, Anna, what happened in your life that your lid got flipped? What flipped your lid? And what measures have you had to take to reconnect to who you actually are? Well, when I think of that question, I think of two events in my life. The first one was um, <laughs> I was you know, growing up in my very challenging family. And I'd always Mm. wanted to be an actress and a singer. This is not necessarily the really, like, I mean, there was certainly a lot of tragic shit that happened when I, is it okay if I curse, by the way, on this? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of tragic shit that happened in my life growing up and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I remember at some point I wanted to be an actress and a singer. It was the only thing I was really a a kid that never spoke. I was a mute Mm. kid, if you ever heard of Mm. the expression Mm -hmm. of the mute. Kid, who's just mm-hmm. in so much trauma that they don't speak. Yep. So I was a mute kid, but when I saw something about theater, like I was like, oh my God, I could actually express myself in a way that was safe. Mm-hmm. And so my dad never wanted me to be an actress and a singer. And I was going to be, you know, I had graduated from school and was good. My life was set up to go in a certain direction. And I was like, mm. F that shit. Yeah. And I, I, um, uh, went and auditioned for something in New York, um, not a not a show, but for a school, said that, listen, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And then I just ended up, I, like my life went in a completely different direction. But the more dramatic one, the more dramatic one that was that um, another really like really, 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 really large dramatic thing happened mm-hmm. to, me, to me and my family. And uh, I decided that I was going to be a very good girl from mm-hmm. now on. Yeah. And I had the life that looked really great mm-hmm. on paper, but just felt terrible in, in reality. And my husband at the time and I just, you know, it was, it was coming to the end, but it was like, you know, sort of a very slow walk over there. And he, he finally did something and I, he like screamed at me in a certain way. And I saw that it was all bullshit. And I walked out the next day and I was like, I'm done. I'm never wow. going to do it anymore. And within yeah. three months, 
I sold, we, we got a divorce. I sold my house, ended up living like I went in a completely different direction. Mm. Mm, wow. How long ago was that? Like your divorce? How long ago? 10 years ago or so. Yeah. I, I want to say yeah. like 10 years ago. Okay. So did this start a process of a deeper recovery, more authentic self? Did this start exploring you exploring yourself in a different way well so i had already been exploring you know after after something that had like that the the really dramatic thing that happened i'd already started a like a much larger um self-recovery thing Mm -hmm. but this particular um one with my ex-husband was more about my ex-husband was not just about my ex-husband it was about um uh, no longer being inauthentic on any mm-hmm. level anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, figuring out who the hell I really was and living from that space. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no matter what. Yeah. 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 No, that's huge. And, and your ex-husband was part of the peer community was part of community with you. And there was still a lot of struggle. Oh, yeah. He was part of it yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. you're bringing back so many memories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I I remember, and and I'll edit this out if you want me to. But I remember you and I were at an event and we were hanging out, and he left with somebody else, and just wasn't a lot of communication about where he was going, what's going to happen. And then, like you started emotionally regressing a little bit and getting young, and I remember him coming back, and you said, "Hey, like you left me alone for a long time," and he said, "But I'm back now." And you went, "Okay." If that ain't, you know, just a small microcosm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like the microcosm of what you went through. And, and yeah. Yeah. And and here's, here's a bigger struggle. The group we were in was about being authentic and called into essence and called into acceptance. And so to be in that group and still be demonstrating some narcissistic traits or things like it actually makes it more confusing. Absolutely. You know, and also people are not fully black and fully white, right? They're not like all bad and all good. Good point. Good point. There's like people who, who, and also there are some people who are not necessarily bad people, but they're bad for you. Um, Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, just like there's food, you know, some people can eat, can eat nuts and some people will kill them. You know what I mean? It's like, that's Mm -hmm. the same thing with like certain people. Like my, I, it's funny. I was just. At, I was just, I, I went to a, a hardware store the other day to get some stuff because I've got some creative projects that I'm doing here in my house, and not in my house, but like art stuff that I'm doing. And mm. um, and my husband now, he came over to me and I, and I was like, are you upset with me? And he was like, not at all. And mm. I realized I had this very subtle thread underneath that was like, like, I'm going to get into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, it like the whole thing sort of like, like popped forward and I was in the car mm-hmm. crying because I had such a big insight mm-hmm. around it. And I was like, Oh my God, I now understand why I was with my ex-husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was always in trouble. Like he was always angry with me and I was always yeah. in trouble. Oh, sure. Was, was part of the trigger in that moment though, the sense of you did something for you, you went and did something was about you and then to come, back into yeah. the house, yeah, right? Yeah yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, I say a lot, and I know, you know, some people in the recovery can get this very easily, but, you know, it's easy to say what 
our certain tr threats and triggers are, right? We can we can identify it. It's a loud noise. It's not being able to someone yeah. come up behind me. But here's the real threat for us. The real threat is being connected to myself. The real threat is doing something about my own need. The idea of doing something for me and about me can bring up so much because I was taught that that was shameful and wrong. Even I'll, I'll even cut for me a little bit deeper inside mm -hmm. of what you just said. It's, it's, it's that, you know, having brings up not having. And what I mean by that is if I have to do something for me or when, when faced with the prospect of doing something for myself, what it will bring up to have that will bring up every single time I never had that. Mm. And so if I grew mm. up in a family that no one ever taught me, not only did they teach me that like my needs didn't matter, they taught me that my needs were a burden and that I would get beaten for it. Yes. yes. So if someone tries to do something nice, if I try to do something mm -hmm. nice, if I try to actually give myself proper attention, proper love, proper care, proper yeah. uh, anything, mm -hmm. it will drive up the, mm -hmm. the, the beasts of all of that. Yes. Yes. So we'll if say. I don't have enough attention. If I have not, mm -hmm. if I have not cultivated enough awareness and enough attention, enough self mm -hmm. to be able to witness that mm -hmm. I'll just sink and die inside. of mm -hmm. Sure. Absolutely. And you know, keyword witness, right? The, yeah. Yeah, there's so much about being the right community, having people witness what you've been through, but then also learn for us to witness where we are in our trauma response. Are we in connection to self? Like all of those things and the practice that that takes. And, you know, it, it, I know you've been doing this for a long time. I know that some people, you know, just, just chew on what you're giving them and, and, you know, have a slightly <laughs> moderate experience but the thing is it doesn't mean i don't struggle oh my god no i i don't struggle as much I, there's so many things right. but i want to go back a couple of steps before mm. talking about this because what you're talking about involves some meta skills and mm -hmm. sometimes i don't know what your audience like what what listening or what self awareness mm. i don't know where they are in their own emotional and psychological map but mm. if 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 you go well, okay, you have to you have to listen to yourself. But some people are walking around. Certainly this was true for me when I was much younger. Mm -hmm. Some people, some of us, me when I was younger, I didn't have much of a self yeah. to be able to actually be self-aware. Right. Right. So so it's like if you're asking, not you, but like the collective, mm -hmm. you ask someone to be more self-aware it's a little bit like asking a fish to climb a tree do you know mm -hmm. yeah if you're if you have some self-awareness then the building of that self-awareness is the game of life mm. there's mm. no place to get to there's just an mm. ongoing yeah curious yeah. inquiry yeah. And, and sort of love affair mm -hmm. with getting to know yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such a compassionate inquiry. And, and I love what you said about the self-awareness is no self. I tell people all the time, like I, in all my years of alcoholism, it was not self-destruction because if there was, if there was self, there'd be no destruction. Correct. Right. Correct. And so if there, my self-awareness is limited to how much understanding of self I have. Correct. And even by self-awareness, it doesn't mean I have external self-awareness, 
right? We all have different things we have to work on, of like how something lands, how somebody's registering something. And other people need to stop thinking about external awareness, just focus on, on their own internal map, how yeah. things are landing for them, right? Like it really, we have to have enough self-awareness to realize a little bit about our map, what camp we're in, and then to get back into the, to use that for the game of life. Yeah. And also that there's even like a, a snippet inside of that, which is, gosh, there's lots of parts of us that play yeah. in yeah. play out inside of that whole thing we just talked about. So if I have a, if I have some self-awareness and I watch myself do something, go into a pattern, mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. If I, let's say it's, yeah. I shop too much, or if I eat too much, or if I didn't speak up for myself, or if I didn't, yeah. whatever, yes. all the keep things going, that are- Keep going, keep you know, going. I drank too much. I, you mm-hmm. know, I didn't, I watched TV when I really wanted to read a book. I, I, I was on social media too. Like all the things that we do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some of us, it's a little bit more, right? It's like we take whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, what we do then is when we watch ourselves, we beat ourselves up. Mm-hmm. And then and then we're and then we're like, I'm beating myself up, and then we're aware that we're beating ourselves up, and then we beat ourselves up for beating ourselves up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have all of these different parts yeah. that are like have lots of things to say about who mm-hmm. we are and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And what I always want to encourage people or try to put a seed in there about is um, wherever you are on your map, wherever you are on your journey, mm-hmm. wherever you are on your self-awareness, you know, mm-hmm. path drawn is to um, bring as much kindness and compassion to your mm-hmm. process as possible yeah. and to try to interrupt the domino of self mm-hmm. Flagellation. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Keep going. That's good. So if you're like, God, I'm such a jerk because I was going to do blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. Instead of being like, shut up, stop doing that. <laughs> you're a jerk for telling me I'm a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, again, we're going to come back to witness. Mm. Witness. Ask yourself questions. Mm-hmm. Always ask the, the brain is a meaning making machine. The brain yeah. is a problem solving mechanism. And mm-hmm. so if you give it a problem, like, like, God, I'm such an idiot. The brain will go, Oh, that's the problem I need to, sh- to solve. Yeah. Here, let me show you all the ways that you're an idiot. Hmm. <laughs> but if you go, yeah, that's you good. Go, that's good. If you give it better problems and questions to ask. It will mm-hmm. come up. It's just going to tell you, it's just going to give you the thing you give it. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. you go, what's a better way I can be compassionate here? Yeah. What's a way that I could be kind here? Mm. What's a way for me to bring mm. some understanding? How mm-hmm. can I speak kinder to myself? Is there, is there maybe a reason why I don't know how to talk to myself? Like I didn't ever learn that, but I'm yeah. learning every single day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. You know, so, you know, if those of you don't know anything about PEER, which is a modality of therapy that's really not as well known as I wish it was. And you can go back and listen to my podcast with John Lee. He's one of the co-founders of it. Um, Yeah, yeah. I just, it's probably one of my favorite podcasts I did. It was just so good to see him and hear from him again. And, and, but to know you and I met in that world, but I'm curious what modalities or what things 
have really helped you understand your internal template, like whether it's polyvagal theory or internal family systems or something in particular, because you're, you're incredibly enlightened and it's, you're intelligent, but there's more than that. There's an enlightenment. Yeah. I've done, I've had a lot of um, time on the mat, so to speak, you know, in like grappling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah. A yeah. lot of time on the mat mm. in training um, with myself. So mm-hmm. I, um, the things that have helped Okay, before I go into the modalities, mm-hmm. I want to say the the actual thing that people don't realize is is very important, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is I hate to say this because it sounds sort of like I don't know, not great, but a certain degree of desperation helped me. Yes, hitting bottom certain, in a sense. Certain yes. bottom. I I mm-hmm. I I will tell you a brief story. I was in New York City. And this was well before my marriage. And uh, this was after like a really large event that had happened. And I didn't quite know, I, I, like, I didn't quite know how to live. I didn't like, I had been on Broadway. I was touring the country. I was doing all these great things and something mm. happened. It was suddenly like, like all my defenses, everything was stripped and I couldn't barely function. I could barely even leave the house. And so I had spent some time trying to motivate myself to get up and out and not sort of like leave the planet. You know, mm-hmm. and then there was a day where I thought, I'm tired and I don't want to keep motivated. I can't do it anymore. I don't have the energy. Right. So I give you, I give you, me, meaning me, mm-hmm. myself, I give it over to you. You can do yeah. whatever it is that you want today. If you want to end it all today, mm-hmm. I back you. Yeah. Um, and so I walked around not knowing what the hell I was going to do. And then I ended up um, organically buying us, it was Christmas time. I'm going to cry. Um, mm. Uh, buying a small Christmas tree and then going to the to the store and getting lights and getting ornaments. And I lit them and I sat there by myself with this little sort of like almost sort of sad, you know, Charlie Brown Christmas tree. And I, and I said, all right, I guess I don't want to die. We're going to have to figure out what we're going to do. And then mm-hmm. the next day I was like, I don't know how, but I'm going to figure out how to make all the parts of me come home and get whole. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Because at the time I'm older, I'm 55 going on 56 and, and I didn't have, there was not really a lot of internet. There wasn't any, any of the trauma informed mm. stuff mm-hmm. that, as there is now. Mm. And so there is, so before any of the stuff that I'm going to talk mm. about modalities, there is a mm. certain degree of mm-hmm. like deciding. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. And I love this. Like there's a tree of life. Like you had yeah. this little trolley yeah. brown tree. Yeah. And it was the first time I was kind to myself, believe it or not. Ooh. It was the first time in like in that particular period of my life, yeah. you know, after sort of like the darkest, you know, night for me, it was like mm. uh, that, that, that I was kind, like genuinely was like, okay, I'm listening to you. What do yeah. you want to do? So good. So good. So, so that is, is key, you know? Mm. So then the next thing after that, the things that for me personally really made the most, uh, like impact in how I related to myself was certainly the group that you're talking about here. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you meet each part of yourself? And along the same lines, gestalt therapy was really mm-hmm. helpful to sort of somatically mm-hmm. do that. Also yeah. internal family systems, IFS, yeah. really, mm-hmm. really helpful. I did a whole bunch of um, um, body work, which was like, sort of like touching the very thing like you know mm-hmm. like your solar mm-hmm. plexus usually that's a yeah. spot oh yeah i mean mm-hmm. it, would, it would be almost like people were standing like literally standing inside of it to be able to like yeah. Yeah. if you 
if there was something that was out of the box, I tried it. I literally yeah, tried sure. everything. But the thing that I kept going back to was Gestalt IFS. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And um, I'm now doing something called Mind Light, which, which um, I'm training in something called Mind Light, which, hmm. uh, which um, takes all of those modalities plus a couple of more. And yeah. um, it's a really beautiful hybrid of it. It's great. But anything yeah. that gets you present to you, yeah. And mm -hmm. your emotions that you that we are taught to suppress, anything that gets mm -hmm. you present to that in a way that's loving, kind, compassionate, and mm -hmm. um, meets it with no judgment, um, helps you become a friendly home to yourself. I love your vocabulary. I love the friendly home. I love the integration yeah. that you're talking about. And yeah. I hear such a gentleness. And I just believe when, we were, when we've been raised so harshly, Oh when God. there's such a, a resistance against emotional needs and vulnerability yes. feels like it'll be death. And it is death. It's death to what doesn't work. But the idea, like if I'd felt my feelings as a little girl, I wouldn't still be here. Yes. Right? Like there's yes. just so much and there's gentleness now about that, that it's really yeah. okay that feelings are not what come first for me. And there's compassion of why. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to say, you were talking about that it feels like death. I, I don't mm. want to, I don't want to sugarcoat things. Building neuronal, like for, for those of us who have been raised in homes where we didn't get some sort of basic, mm -hmm. not just, you know, whole object relation and object constancy, right? Those things yeah. that get developed, right? Yeah. And um, which are key and important things but that are in a deep survive, like, you know, you have to fracture yourself yes. to, to survive. And so yeah. your attention is always out there to make sure that you're safe. Mm. For those of us who were, who were raised that way, mm -hmm. to, to create new neuronal pathways yeah. feels a little bit, I, there are ways to do it better now, right? There's a whole bunch mm -hmm. of ways with like with um, plant medicines and and um, different um, modalities that are out there mm -hmm. that are like cutting edge, and there's always a certain degree of like ego death because that's what was there to have you survive, right. and the ego when it's dying does feel like it's dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But on the other end of that is like you, and yeah. I will say this. That's why I'm like I don't usually talk about this because I I don't want to scare people, but I also want to give people sort of like a mm -hmm. sanity check. If your if your growth sometimes feels like super confronting or like you're sort of going to die a little bit or like you're ah, mm -hmm. that's actually a sign that you're moving in the direction of yeah. like yourself being born. Mm -hmm. That's right. And your ego having to sort of let go and die there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you do get good enough at it where I, I can go through something like that nowadays, but I have so much self that's been built up that when that happens, mm -hmm. it's not, Yeah, I don't really have a big, but for a lot of years, it was super intense. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, and the level of support needed. Yes. And finding the right cadence. Yes. And it's really important. You know, will you talk a little bit more about the new modality that's a, the hybrid a little bit? I know my audience, they're going to be like, what the hell did she say? Say that again. Um, because the audience here is very neuroscience related. Very oh, good. Curious about, yeah, very good curious good. about modalities. Yeah. So what I love about, about this um, 
uh, modality. Again, it's called MindLight. Um, and they use IFS, um, emotional freedom technique, which is tapping. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. use, um, sort of like these visual, like these visual journey things that like hack your mind a little bit, yeah. but the premise of all of those things that they use, and there's a couple of other modalities, like the, the premise of, and the foundation underneath mm. all of that is a fundamental, like coming to self that every single part of you is good to be trusted yeah. whole right and that you can actually like go where it leads you and that you are yeah. like it's okay yeah, yeah done in a way that's like super gentle so that you can meet mm -hmm. parts of yourself mm -hmm. and have like saviors and the things that are inside mm -hmm. of you come with you like there's a mm -hmm. way to meet all the parts of you mm -hmm. much faster much more gently mm -hmm. um uh um, I don't feel like I'm saying this in a way that's eloquent, but, um, I love the, the mind and, uh, and the brain and emotional mm -hmm. hackery that mm -hmm. it does the mm -hmm. best of these modalities. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I love that you have so much you put out there of helping people understand, like mm -hmm. if you are in a fight response, again, we have to also kind of understand what that feels like in our body how do you know you've gone into sympathetic right like whether it's chest pain whatever that here's here's something to do to return to self it's always about returning to self and for yeah. a lot of people i get it like the start of is even believing or being willing to believe the possibility that there is a self that is full of love oh my god i it's, a, it's funny i was just talking to someone the other day and they said something similar to what you just said a little while ago, which was your level of kindness towards yourself is really mm. marked. Yeah. And I, and I got very moved in that moment. And I thought if mm. you only understood where I started from, yes, you would understand the, how, how, how miraculous it is that I'm here. Yeah. And, and, it's worth it. Yeah. Everybody, I'm sure, in your audience knows yeah, and understands sure. that it's how mm -hmm. deeply worth it it is. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't want to leave this planet. This mm -hmm. is my commitment. Mm -hmm. I don't want to leave this planet without having um, discovered how far I can go with yeah. my kindness and love for myself. With my kindness and my love for myself. Yeah. Let me tell you part of why this is so important for this audience listening is that so many of us are under this codependent umbrella, this fawning and yeah. this idea that most of what we do is to avoid self, is to avoid connection. Yes. And that the overcommitment to someone else's needs is we know we know it's a way to control, manipulate, but it's because we don't have permission to actually let it be about our own needs. Yeah. Idea of people hearing this of it's about kindness to self, and from there, it will naturally spill out to others, right? But can you talk a little bit about how do you suggest or tell them more about your story of how does it become okay that it's about self and not about you no, know, you're supposed to just take care of everybody else? Yeah, first, I just want to even the part that's like. I need to give to others first. I need to give to others first. I just mm -hmm. want to like love the part of mm -hmm. 
those that have it that are listening, I just want to love on it and say, it makes sense that why you're here. I understand. My God, you had to survive a lot. You're doing such a good job. Thank you. So I just, I genuinely, with tears in my eyes, I want to say that first. Um, there's no, have you ever tried to shove, if you're in a pool and you're sitting on a, on a air ball and mm -hmm try sitting on it and the ball is constantly trying to sneak out from under and, yeah. and go up on the surface and stuff. It's that's a little bit like trying to stop ourselves from being who we are. Like, you know, we can't, it will come out sideways and it, you know, we can't really shove down our pain, you know, mm -hmm. it, it mm -hmm. comes out weird. And so the, the way to do it, I was just talking about this with a client today that, you know, for me, I always had, just recently, just recently, and I'm, I've been doing this for 38 years. Yeah. Just recently. I, so for a lot of those years, I didn't even know that there was sort of a, for New Yorkers, there's a third rail in the subway line that you, you can't touch it because if you touch it, it'll, you'll electrocute. So it's covered, mm. right? It's a thing that mm -hmm. powers the, the subway line. Um, the, but there, I didn't even know for a lot of years that there, there was a third rail element mm. inside of me that if I dared even mm. come, it would electrocute me and I would die. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then, and then when I discovered that there was, I wanted everybody else to do something about that third rail in me. Yeah. I was not going to get close to that third rail. Somebody else saved me from it. It's too much. I will die if I get close to it. If I even, if it starts to rear its head, I feel like I'm drowning and I die. All the stuff will come up, right? Yeah. And I'll act like a weird person and then I'll blow up my life and all kinds of mm. things, you know? And so I've spent decades and decades and decades, decades moving closer and closer, sort of like being able to handle my own third rail. Mm. And, and just recently, my... I've gotten enough of my own self-love and kindness mm. to to sit with my third rail. My third rail has shrunk down so much. Yeah, that's good. That's that, really good. That now when I touch it, it's a little bit like um, when you touch a battery to your tongue. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. It's that as opposed to the large, like it, it, mm -hmm. it threw me across, you know, mm -hmm. feet against the wall and hurt me. Mm -hmm. um, how to do that mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> the, the problem with it is that the instinct our our default in that whole entire dynamic is to fix solve disappear it shove it down um uh pretend it's not there have someone else you know take care of it pay someone do another class mm. do another therapy we mm. wanted to just get the fuck away from us because mm -hmm. it's the reason why we're unlovable and we're fucked up. Right. That's right. That's right. So the thing I'm going to say is what everybody knows. It's like, you know, how do you lose weight? Well, you, you know, you eat less and work, work, you know, move your body more, do you yeah. know? Um, but it's a little bit like how, how do you do it? You spend time as much as possible every day with the thing you hate most about yourself mm. figure out how to love it be kind yeah. 
Yeah. Patience. Yeah. Um, you, that's really what reparenting oneself is, you know, right. the, the part that, that is trying desperately to survive. Mm. Like, why did you You're an idiot. So-and-so blah, blah. Oh, I, I mean, I didn't do enough for other people. That's why I'm like, like terrified mm. that they're going to leave you and stuff like that. That part, mm. we, we, that it needs our own differentiation from it. Cause it doesn't uh-huh. want to be running the show. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't want to be living. Mm. It doesn't want to be the boss. It doesn't want to be the mm-hmm. adult. It was shoved into mm-hmm. the adult position from, mm-hmm. from young an age. Yeah. But there's no adult online who's mm-hmm. able to, to say, don't worry about it, my love. I'm going to take care of things. Yeah. And so first it needs differentiation from it. Right. That's good. That's good. And then and then it needs to to kindly, patiently, lovingly going, I'm here. Yeah. No, I understand. I, you're, ter- you're like, yeah. no, I, I can't. Mm. I understand. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I said you know, that there was something in there, do you know? Yeah, there was so much beauty in there. And I just want to see if this kind of lands in the, the same part of this, of this map that you just so put out there so well. I have a lot of people say to me when they're having the courage to do what you're talking about and get deeper and whatever it is, it's keeping them in their pattern, right? We know vulnerability helps us step out of the pattern, but how do we allow ourselves to feel safe being vulnerable? But the people say, I want someone else to notice. I want someone else to do it. I'm like, well, there was a time that was supposed to happen for you. That's what your parents are supposed to do. And I'm so sorry they didn't. And the surrendering of it, that it didn't happen. So now it's on me to say, as you said, like, I understand my love. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I would mm-hmm. even add, I would even add a little bit of, of like, yes, I under, yes, I yeah. wanted that too. Yeah. I want that too. I, it yeah. makes sense that you would want it makes that. Sense. Yeah. It's, of course you want that. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. In the meantime, while we're working towards you having that, Mm-hmm. How can you give yourself the kind of attention yeah. that you crave? Yeah. yeah. And just to add even what you added, when we start doing it for ourselves, even if it's just titration, it's just yeah. little drops here and there. When we start doing it, it's interesting. Other people will then show up and do it. Yes. If they do it before that, it does create dependence. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like there's a part, I mean, there's so much I want to say here in the sense that it. none of us knows what the fuck we're doing. A- Amen. And, and so, so many of us, no, all of us have a unique path to finding like the, you know, when you're riding a, when you're learning how to ride a bike, you don't know what you're like skinning your knees, you're falling off the bike. Your body doesn't know what the hell balance is. You run into a bush, you like bust your teeth, but at some point your body goes, Oh, and it like, Mm -hmm. and then you're wobbly Mm -hmm. for a little while, but then all of a sudden you're like, you're off to the races. So that's a lot about how our lives are. And so we, yeah, if they do it too soon, we get needy and codependent on them. And Mm -hmm. That's part of the wobble. That's part mm-hmm. of the skinning your knees. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, is that you don't want to get stuck in the skinning your knees portion and like get upset with, you know, why? Like there's, you want to be able to mess it, like fail forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you'll be in a relationship. Like I have a, I have a, a people who I work with, one person who had a, had a terrible marriage. And this person um, is now in a relationship where it's better than the marriage was for sure. Is there yeah. some other issues that are showing up hundred percent, but it's yeah. like, she's upgraded her issues. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, right. That's right. Him, like working on the 20 pound weight rather than where right. she was at the two pound weight. So mm -hmm. you don't want to stay stuck there. And if you do, mm -hmm. okay, well, what are you going to do? But right. like you're, we're all failing forward, do you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, that's why I'm like, yes, what you're saying is hundred yeah. percent. And I also even want to give it space for like, yay, you're doing so yeah. great. Keep going. Yeah. Feel yeah. Forward, yeah. You know? That's right. Yeah, it's so good. Let me stay with the bike analogy for a second, because if you think yeah. about it, a lot of us learn to ride a bike, young age, don't really remember the process. Some of us have yeah. trauma, and that's why we can't remember learning to ride a bike. Right? <laughs> or, or learning how to swim. I was one of those. That's like, oh right. God, you just I look, oh, I can swim. Who taught me that? So, but just the idea of riding a bike, and it's very natural, and you don't realize there's like what like 38 different mechanisms happening for you to actually ride the bike. So, I do not remember the man's name right now, but I've used this video a couple of times when I preach. But he's a welder and an engineer. So he he worked with this team of engineering welders and they took the bike and they just took the handlebars and they flipped it. And so it took him eight months to learn how to ride it. So he's frustrated because he's highly intelligent and thinks he can figure it out very quickly. But his mind knew how to ride a bike the way it was ingrained, what he learned first. And so now the, the handlebars were flipped. And so it took him eight months where he could steadily ride the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His son, who is six, who had only been riding a bike for like three months, learned it in, in a week or maybe it was yeah. two weeks, right? Yeah. Because it's what you've done for so long. And that's why we yes. have to have self-compassion. We have to have some understanding yes. that like you're flipping the handlebars on a, on a bike and you're going to, you're not going to know what to do. No. And the more automated you are, the more well-grooved mm -hmm. those, those neuronal pathways are right. and the harder it is to, to create yep. new ones. That's right. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That has been true in my life. I've been incredibly yeah. stubborn. I refuse, I'm one of those people that like refuses to, to give up the fight unless mm -hmm. I'm a hundred percent certain I either have to or die, or I could see that there's clearly a better way. And so I have mm -hmm. stubbornly suffered mm -hmm. for way too long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. of that but once i've learned i'm like oh i'm i'm solid here yeah you know? yeah 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 well and everyone to, to remember like that it's automatic because it's part of your autonomic nervous system and autonomic just means automatic like it's it's what got ingrained in you to do and so if you were taught initially a way that helped you survive your childhood but yeah. now it means you're stuck in childlike philosophies thoughts and beliefs you're yeah. taking that and put it into adult relationship. Yeah. You're automatically doing what a child learned to do. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And if it, if you look at it really as a child, you will give that child compassion. If you look at it as who you are today and then you're mad at yourself, you don't, you need to get to stay where you are. Yeah. If I want to, I, I want to reiterate what you just said. If there's anything in this whole conversation that I hope that you come away with it's that you interrupt the the self cruelty pattern mm. a little quicker. Yeah, a little quicker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that it goes away hundred percent. Right. Listen, sure. if that in this conversation, if that's what you take away and you're able to do that, oh my god, mm -hmm. you know yeah. that's wonderful. But yeah. if you just interrupt that and stop it, and mm -hmm. and 
and teach it a new, like mm-hmm. stop the domino a little quicker and then, mm-hmm. and give it like, teach it a new pot pattern, then yeah. that is golden. Yeah. There's something about that, you know, the, the domino effect of really thinking about like, I would normally spend three days now unable to get out of bed and this yeah. time it's two and a half days. Like yeah. please celebrate yeah. that. Yeah. And you know, our autonomic nervous system is up in a way it's never wrong. It yeah. only does what it knows to do. It can now have a reaction in the wrong situation. It can, right. It cannot be the right thing in the moment for you, but it's only doing what it knows to do. Yeah. That's the retraining. That's the neuroplasticity and the rewiring. I, I also want to give you, give, give people a different, like a different way to think about things. Please. When, when we're always, the reason why we're so hard on ourselves typically mm. is because we are always comparing ourselves to an ideal version of how we should be, how we're mm. supposed to be. So some, some idea of perfection, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not, that's not the whole reason why, but it's one of the reasons why we have some ideal perfection and mm-hmm. some, some, some idea of ourselves that we're supposed to be. And we, we fall mm-hmm. short of that all the time. Yeah. And so if we compare ourselves to that, we're always failing, but especially if you're on a healing journey, right. You are far better than where you were when you started. And right. so if you compare yourself from where you started, you're always in the game. You're always winning. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like what True. you just said, I mm-hmm. used to be, you know, flat on my back and I would just be like mm-hmm. collapsed for three days, but heck, I did it now for two and a half days yeah. and I wasn't as hard on yeah. myself. That means you're always in a win. I, I, if you can always compare yourself backwards and not forward, like yeah, compare that's good. How, it, what, how you used to be. The, mm-hmm. the ideal is like, it's like what, what, what they I forget the writer, but he talks about how the ideal is like the horizon. It's always out of reach, oh, you know, you can't ever get to it. And yeah. so, it's a, something to keep you going, but it's not the mm-hmm. thing to, to, to like, oh, I didn't make it. So now I got to go, you know, kill myself. Mm-hmm. No, that's mm-hmm. not how it is, you know? Mm, yeah. I love that. And, and for people to, to, if they could replace, because first of all, you're so right. We're going to compare ourselves. Can we do it in a way that's beneficial? Yeah. Uh, it's going to happen. Real. And, that's and that's real. Yeah. yeah. And if we're, I wonder how easy or, or just allowing ourselves instead of an ideal self that we bring in the ideal parent. Yeah. Right. Like you're bringing the ideal caretaker for that part of you versus that we're trying to get to an ideal self. Yeah. If yeah. you've made it so far, I don't know if you've had any kind of child. I get teary eyed when I say things like mm-hmm. this because I'm very close to the part of me that like made it, you know, and yeah. could by tomorrow if something happened, like I'd have to start over again. But like, yeah. I'm very like if you if you're if you're alive Mm-hmm. If you are listening to this, it mm-hmm. means that you are doing far better than mm-hmm. you think you are. And that should be rewarded, celebrated. Yeah. It should be acknowledged. It should be like, look at how far you've come. Mm. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, um, I, I, I will say that to you if you're listening to this. Thank mm-hmm. you for being here. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. If you're anything like me, there were a couple of times maybe that you just didn't want to be here anymore, but yet you're still here. Look yeah. at how far you've come. Good for you. Yeah, so good. I'm just going to you sit in that for a second. Yeah. Yeah, y'all just take that in and if there's a resistance just pay attention of course there's the resistance pay attention to the parts that come in who don't know it's okay to be attuned to yourself and to take risks and they get to be here too 
understand why it might be scary to take something like that in. It makes sense. You had to survive a lot. You're doing really well. Thank you for helping me survive. Mm-hmm. You get here too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing I've done with parts like this is ask me, like, are you tired? And they're always like, yes, I'm tired. I'm like, well, can you let me drive the bus? Yeah. Like sometimes I may need that part. Yeah. If it blends with me really fast, I don't get choice in it. And choice is how we know we're back connected to self. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so I joke with people, particularly like with, um, like I'm waiting on my patients, I'm running late, and they'll text me and say, I'm almost there. I'm like, could you hurry? Like, I've got 20 voices in my head yelling at me. Like, could you please get here? Because I'm so aware of all the different parts. Yeah, yeah. They don't blend with me as much. They don't take over as much. But they're, they're still there because I need them in certain situations. I don't need them in all situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, whatever we need to use to, to get there. You know, I heard Dr. Romani, who I just have such respect for, yeah, yeah. Um, say this today, and, and I'm going to make a reel of this later. Um, but we we're talking about perfection. She was talking about perfectionism and productivity and codependency. I think those are the three top trauma responses that get rewarded and get encouraged. Yeah. And we're talking. She's talking about that and saying that what that does when you're trying to be trying to be perfect is that you're putting on perfume and you actually need a shower. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm stealing that from her to make a real because it just something shifted when I heard that, and it's okay. It's okay if I'm just doing perfume, right? Hell's yes! Holy shit! Yes, that's still something. But to step out of perfectionism, to get into the shower, even if I just start washing my hand, like doing something yeah. to say that I'm going to trust that there is a true self that could actually handle whatever happens next. And there's also a spot on the map that is conscious unconsciousness, which is a very frustrating spot on the map. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is you are conscious that you are mm-hmm. unconscious, but you can't do yes. a single thing about it. You yeah. are watching yourself do your freaking patterns. Yeah. You are watching yourself. Oh my God, I look, watch it, me not yeah. speaking up for myself. Oh my God. Yeah. Or watch me do this. Like you yeah. are watching yourself. That yes. is an actual spot mm-hmm. on the developmental map. Outside, mm. as you're working through your pattern breaking. Yeah, that's so good. there's nothing wrong with you. Uh-huh. It is one of those geographical locations you have to pass through so while good. you're so learning good. how yeah. to actually do the thing, like speak uh-huh. up, put yourself yeah. first, you know, mm-hmm. say no as a complete mm-hmm. set, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So don't beat yourself up for your developmental process. Yeah, that's nobody, so- nobody is perfect. The people mm. who look like they're doing it perfectly were not even perfect until they right. got to whatever it looked like that that's now perfect. Right. Sure. Sure. And <laughs> and I think that brings up a good point too, is you can watch somebody handle something and it could just be that that's never been an issue for them. <laughs> right. It also could be that they've, they've had to fight really hard to get there. We don't, we don't know. And that goes back to the comparison. You will compare, but can it be, like if I'm going to compare myself to you and say, I want to be where you are, instead of living in that silently, I, I can ask you, how did you get there? Yeah. But we don't I, do that. Yeah. No. How I got here is how is everybody's getting here is I fucked mm. up a lot. Yeah. I learned, I, especially me, I learned the hard way. I'm, I'm a, yeah. I went from the mute, the mute, you know, mm. like, like 
everything was happening to, I had to, you know, mute to, especially when I got to a certain age, you know, puberty and stuff like that. I finally realized that I had a weapon against men, mm -hmm. especially. Mm -hmm. And so then I became just a man eater and a, someone who blew up and just, you know, like malignant mm -hmm. narcissistic tendencies and, you know, mm -hmm. dog, dog and, and cruel. I, I'm telling you that if there's a way to fuck it up, I have been there, done that and bought and sold t-shirts for it too. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the way to do it is just to do it badly yeah. until you learn yeah. how to do it better. Can you talk a little bit about the getting re-engaged with acting and singing. And I would love to hear a little bit about the psychology about that, how you encouraged yourself to step back into that world. I'm still encouraging myself to step back yeah. into that world. Yeah. Um, I was uh, um, on the road with a show that I'd always wanted. To, I'd been on Broadway and was on the road with a show that I always wanted to do um it was lame as i don't want to leave people in in mystery yeah That's how yeah, no, like, yeah don't give me the mystery i, I want to know thank you um <laughs> um and then uh and then my whole world blew apart and i barely leave the house and all that stuff and so i am just um i want to say recently because i've still been singing here and there and i write and i do uh performances and i've been on the moth and i've done stuff hmm. um how did I do that? Huh. Um, it's funny. This one is the tender stuff is always for me more. I wouldn't say challenging to map, but I will say that it takes exquisite for me, this part of me, lives and breathes inside the most vulnerable, tender, mm. authentic place yeah. that could exist. Mm. When I was a kid, I didn't know how to pray, but I knew how to sing. And so my song was, was prayer. What's your prayer. And this was before I knew anything. And so when you're talking to me about that, it's like you're asking me about like the very core and essence of who I am. So yeah. tenderly, patiently, lovingly, mm -hmm. and with exquisite attention and resonance. Yeah. That's so well said. Yeah. The vulnerability of putting yourself out there or something that means that much to you and everyone mm -hmm. has whatever that is. Yeah. 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 But it means that you're able to be vulnerable. Also, there's a protection if something came towards you about it. Yeah. that you can decide what touches and what doesn't touch. Yeah, yeah. Also having goodness for me, I don't think it's just for me, but I've, I'm really good at handling challenges. I've gotten to the point where I can really surf, and most of us are really good at it, but I'm now really effective at like making it so that it becomes like the problem almost unproblems itself. I could just mm -hmm. defeat it in a good way. Mm -hmm. um, and not have a lot of drama in my life or anything like that. But I'm working right now. I'm opening up to being able to hold and have goodness, mm. like real genuine joy of the kind that like reaches in and like bathes you in it. Yeah. I'm working on able to have that without me, mm. you know, 
collapsing or falling apart. So I'm, mm. I'm deeply in resonance with the valve of that. And that's, that's a whole other recovery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> recovery. yeah. yeah. I love the, the way you use residence in that, like that you're working on living in it and being in the discomfort, being in what it is to see what becomes born what's next and also being able to know what it is to have like mm. like to experience the experience of like and like having my whole system have it and then mm. and then getting to the place resonant enough where i go okay my system is full i yeah. need to let, yeah. i don't want to overwhelm yeah. or shove things in and then feel uh -huh. and then be inside of like why am i anxious no i'm i'm so slow inside of mm. that that i'm like i just got full i'm good i'm going to step back a little bit yeah, I don't want to overwhelm my system. I want me to have it all. Yeah. In order to have it all, I need to have this little bit, all mm. of that, and then this little bit next, mm -hmm. all of that. So yeah. I'm working on not overwhelming my system so I can expand my capacity to have. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I want to put that a little bit in silly terms. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the sense of you have a huge following. I think you have like 107K followers on Instagram. I, on IG, yeah. And then I have 165 or something like on TikTok. And then yeah. I have on the Facebook, something like 300 and something. <laughs> right. So there's a, there's just a sense of um, so many people who are, are just being fed by you. Yeah. And part of want to point this out is that, you know, that's not everybody's calling when it's next for everybody, but there's the work you've had to do to be on social media, yes. to be that vulnerable, knowing yeah. what comes. I mean, there are people who yeah. look to yeah. find someone like you and try to devour them when all yeah. you're trying to do is yeah. politely yeah. feed others. Yeah. So I just or wanna, attack or do all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just mm -hmm. want to acknowledge the, 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 the lived experience and you sharing your experience with people in that, I think it's part of what you're saying. The joy comes in that that many people are coming towards you, but I know you. It's not the number. No, not even a little bit. I don't even, yeah. it's not that I don't care about it. I don't really care about it. It's not the mm -hmm. thing that like, like I'm talking about, mm. I'm talking about my everyday lived experience. Like I'm, yeah. I have a birthday coming up and mm. I, I finally have like enough, enough. She, she feels good enough inside of mm. me where mm. she's like, I want to go to Disneyland this birthday with oh, my I love friends, it. and yeah. I want to like with the and, she, and so I've got friends who are like, "Do you mm. want to dress up?" Like they're like running with, "Do you want to dress up in costume? Do you want to do this?" Tell me. They got on a call mm. and they're like, "How do you want the whole entire thing?" Like that's how that mm. for me and my like I have my husband who is the kind like when I tell yeah. you that I have a unicorn of a man mm. in my life, mm -hmm. he's like just such goodness and kindness and mm -hmm. loving like mm -hmm. strength. And so there's goodness in my life. And so how do I, mm. how do I like let love? I, I know when you're talking about social media, mm. I'm, I'm, I've got boundaries enough to go yeah. like even play around with the things that are, I don't, I'm not on social media to debate and argue and stuff like yeah. that. I'm giving, like, if you want to do yeah. that, go pay, pay yeah. me. Right. <laughs> I do right. that in a, in a, in a therapeutic sense. Cause you're mm -hmm. fighting demons, but you're, I'm not mm -hmm. going to just fight demons with someone who's like, I understand that you're doing that, but mm -hmm. block and delete, you know? Yeah. Right. But 
or the people who pull on me, I'm like really clear. I'm like, I, mm. I have a lot of clarity in the larger sense. And it did take me a long mm. time to figure out who the fuck I am yeah. in that sort of larger thing. It's a, it's a mind mm. fuckery to figure that out. Hmm. But I'm talking about like my everyday, not having a loud head and I have a quiet head now. Yeah. I wake yeah. up with a quiet head. I live my <laughs> life in a quiet head. I have a mm-hmm. lighter heart. And mm-hmm. so how do I walk around and like take open up genuinely to all the goodness that I have. Yeah. And that wants to be given to me, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't want to, I didn't want to interrupt too much, but like, I wanted to like, have it be a much like simpler thing. I don't really give a shit about the numbers. Like, yes, it is. Me, right. You know? Right. Yeah. But it's, it's that natural attraction rather for, yeah. Than yeah, compared yeah, yeah. to forest. Right. And yeah, so I don't mark it. <laughs> Yeah, I just do. Yeah, it's just beautiful, and I was happy to find you on Instagram and TikTok and see you. And I know we've we've emailed before a little bit, stuff like that. But to see that that many people seeing you today, what I saw the first time I met you fifteen years ago. You don't know this about you. You probably do because you've spent some time listening to her and being with her. Kim is one of the. She has this incredible, I'm going to talk about you as though you're not even here. Okay, I'll act like I'm This incredible, this is my memory and it's still true today. She has this incredible gift to in the middle of the saddest, most sort of like deeply profound sorrow, have a sense of humor and joy. She always has like one hand up pointing to the world like the sky and father, you know, up there mm-hmm. while like helping people who are just like down and how herself, like that's always mm-hmm. been always, always, wow. always. Wow. There is always joy mm-hmm. among the sobbing, always yeah. human. Yeah. That's uh, what I, I remembered about you yeah. always laughing and crying yeah. you know, in the corner together about life. Uh, uh, mm. Thank you. I think that might be the most profound life breathing description I've ever heard. Mm. Part of why that's so touching is that when I walked into my first peer environment, I walked in with probably 10 years sobriety, Mm. but I hadn't eaten in probably 30 days. Mm. And I was still a psychotherapist, a highly sought after psychotherapist. And I had been triggered and I couldn't, function anymore very similar to your tree of life christmas story and connie burns had all these activities in this group i was in like life giving activities and anna i couldn't do one of them and i still was absorbing hope yes i couldn't do one of them the exact way she instructed us to do them and it didn't matter because the compassion and love in that group was there and something started shifting for me Yes. And you're such a part of that. So thank you. Oh, and I will just both cry together. Yeah. Well, we might edit this shit. <laughs> this, this, could, this could ruin my reputation. This is ruining everything. Oh. Yeah. Could it ruin yeah. it all? Yeah, it ruined it all. Powerful, powerful woman. So thank you. We're gonna put you in the hot seat. And oh, good. Get me out of the sad seat. <laughs> hot seat. But I appreciate you breathing so much um, beauty into me today so uh okay so we're just gonna go lighthearted real quick Anna, tell to all of us what is your favorite quote 
<laughs> to love another person is to see the face of God. Whew, yeah. What surprises people the most about you? Um, I th people think that I'm very serious and angry and like very tough. Hmm. And I think what surprises people the most is how um, uh, like tender and hmm. soft. And yeah. I laugh a lot. Yeah, a lot of laughter. Yeah. yeah, that's good. What surprises you the most about you? <laughs> that, um, oh, that I, for a long time, I didn't think I had the capacity to love because I wasn't mm -hmm. made that way. I wasn't made that way, but I was turned into someone who literally just didn't have the capacity to love. So what yeah. surprises me the most is my ongoing, yeah. like growing capacity for love. Yeah. It just was a miracle. I didn't expect it to ever yeah. happen. Yeah, what a beautiful miracle. All right, last one. What is your favorite binge-worthy show? I thought you were going to say food. <laughs> and I was okay. going to say, okay, oh, food. <laughs> My favorite binge-worthy show. It's funny, I I, I just rewatched. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I just rewatched Ted Lasso because oh. there's just so much joy and oh, like, yeah. I just, there's something about it that like, I, it's speaking to me right now. Yeah. Um, I just love Ted Lasso and I love, I did love Mad Men. I watched that one probably over and over yeah. and over again, especially during yeah. the pandemic, but Ted right. Lasso has been speaking to me yeah. lately. I might have to go back and watch it again, especially now, like going through all of it like to see what yeah. i missed right yeah. you know what comes yeah. in oh there's so many great like yeah. pineapple things oh, that are just yeah one-liners so they're so good yeah. they're so good well Anna, tell tell our people how to get in touch with you and we'll probably add it into the notes but if people wanted to follow you what's your instagram handle or website? yeah my instagram yeah my my website is my rightness.com my r-i-g-h-t-n-e-s-s.com mm. Um, my handle is my name, Ana Del Castillo, D-E-L-C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. Mm -hmm. Um, you can find that in all the socials. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, um, I think that that's it for now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes that's I have a class or something, but not right now. Oh, I have a book coming out called How to Unproblem Your Problems. And I have two journals that I've written. It's like a hundred prompt journals. One is um, about exploring self-love, how to genuinely explore that. And the other one is self-acceptance. So good. Well, I know our people would love to grab hold of all that. Thank you. It was so good to re-engage, reunite with you here on Flip Your List. So thank you for your, your time and your incredible wisdom that you share with us today. It was such a pleasure to, first of all, any excuse to spend time with you, I'm, I'm a yes oh, to. Thank so just, you. Thank you for asking. Thank yeah. you for, for the whole experience. This has been yeah. just like spending time mm. with an old friend, which yeah. it was. Exactly was. Well, to all of you that are listening, I don't know exactly what you heard today, but I know you heard something that's going to help you reconnect to who you actually are. We'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to Flip Your Lid with Kim Honeycutt. Please subscribe, rate, and share. You can find Kim on Facebook or Instagram at KB Honeycutt. To get an autographed copy of Kim's book, visit butyourmotherlovesyou.com. Remember, no matter what, treat yourself well today.